and welcome to GBBO The Bake Down, the unofficial Great British Bake Off podcast. I'm your host, Kira, and on this podcast, we are going to break down or bake down every episode of The Great British Bake Off. Things might get a little technical, but hopefully, in the end, it'll be a showstopper. On your marks, get set, podcast. Hello there, it's the 21st of September and it is a Tuesday and of course we've just seen the first episode of season 12 of the Great British Bake Off. So I'm going to start recapping episode one. So um, it starts with a country music intro which I really enjoyed, it's very funny, a little sing-along number with the lyrics coming up on the screen, kind of a, a achy breaky heart remake don't bake my tart um i thought paul was a real standout lip syncer in it um and the line dance was great and it, it had it had me chuckling so i have to say that was a strong start to the series um i this brand of humor is a little bit crazy but it's great it's kind of a family family favorite isn't it so um that was that was a bit of crack and well done to them all for getting involved playing the instruments and well lip syncing along it was pretty pretty enjoyable um, so as part of the intro, we have the, uh, you know, the squirrel shot that you see every year and um, you get introduced to a few of the characters and talking about how excited they are to be a part of it. And, you know, it kind of reminds you that, yes, these people have gone away from their family for such a long time. And <laughs> so even I, I think it was Maggie who we were later introduced to. Yeah, she was saying um, that people you know, she was said she was going away and they didn't guess that she was on Bake Off. So I wonder what that would be like if you did know someone who was going on Bake Off. Um, and we see uh, Giuseppe and he's talking about entering the, the tent is like entering the Sistine Chapel and they're just so excited. So it's it's already looking like a good team and very um, interesting players in the game. And we're told there's going to be 30 brand new challenges this year. Um, and we see a few little snippets of weeks to come. I see Jammy Dodgers there. It looks kind of cool. Um, for Biscuit Week, I'm sure we see things falling, which sends adrenaline cortisol up through my spine every time I see that things are falling. But that's all part of the Bake Off charm, I suppose. So um, then we go into the tent and the bakers are ready to start. And Matt and Noel are <laughs> introducing the first um, signature bake. 12 decorative mini rolls. So um, we see them feeling a little bit nervous. George saying he feels sick and asking himself, why did he apply? And um, we hear Prue talk about what the 12 decorative mini rolls should be. They should be elegant, delicious, and have a perfect swirl of filling inside. So I'm not, um, I've never made a Swiss roll, but to be honest, it does look quite difficult. So this is the first ever judging Um. Let me see. Let's introduce all the characters in order. So first of all, we saw Christelle. And she's 26 and she's a client relationship manager from London. And she is talking about her um, bake, which is inspired by her heritage from Goa. Um, second of all, we have Jürgen, who's 56. He's an IT professional. And I have to say, what a brilliant entrance to what a brilliant introduction to any character or any sorry any uh, contestant on Bake Off. Uh, Jurgen loves to play his trombone to serenade Brighton Warfront with his pet rabbit Humphrey. It was just 
just the way it was written was just like you couldn't make this up. It was very funny. But he is from the Black Forest. So, of course, he is making a Black Forest Gato inspired Swiss roll. So that's very interesting um, how he's going to bring his German heritage into that. I think third, then we meet Tom, who's 28, a software developer from Kent. And he's his family have a model railway business, which looks pretty cool. Then up fourth, we have Amanda, who's 56, and she is a, she's a Metropolitan Police Detective from London. And she's also making a Black Forest. Actually, I forgot to mention Tom is also making Black Forest for his Swiss roll. So she's making it, but she's putting in a bit of coffee as well and with the cherry flavour and they're going to be standing up and it looks like Paul and Prue are a little bit sceptical of whether they're going to stay up. Um, fifth, we had Rashika, who's 27, a junior HR business partner from Birmingham and she's making a carrot cake style of Swiss roll with spelt flour. Um, I'm not quite 100% sure what spelt flour is, but I have come across it, but um, I'm not too sure what the difference that would be in a bake, but it seems to be quite uh, a different thing. Now, number six, we have Maggie, who's 70, a retired midwife from Dorset. And she is going to be, the running joke is going to be that her and Prue are separated at birth. They both look alike. And um, she's making a knit and natter. I thought that was kind of cool. I think it was called that anyway. Um, her Swiss rolls, knit and natter, um, with a meringue-based batter. So interesting. And she said she's been baking for over 60 years, so she must have started very young. So Next up, seventh, we had Freya Cox, who's 19 and a student from North Yorkshire. And um, she is, um, you can, <laughs> Noel is asking her, well, why did you not apply for junior bake-off? He's kind of having a laugh with her. She's been a vegan for the past 18 months and she's using aquafaba, which is, um, I think she called it aquafabina. I don't know if that's another way of saying it, but I have heard of aquafaba. Um, I heard of it before. It's I'm pretty sure it's when you have a can of chickpeas you could get rid of the chickpeas and what's left is aquafaba that's what I know I think it's using a lot of cocktails as well so um that's Freya she's the youngest so far um our eighth contestant that comes up is George and he's 34 and he's from London and he uh, likes to make Greek Cypriot bakes with his family uh, his kids and we see a clip from his uh home and his little dog Eli who looks so cute Um. then up next ninth we have Lizzie who's 28 and she is a luxury car builder from Liverpool and she has a dog called Prudence which is a very pretty dog Um. and she was making um kind of a marbly effect inspired by a trip to Chester Zoo which is very interesting so Lizzie is, is quite a funny character I think her humour really shines through throughout the episode um, up 10th, we have Chiggs, who's 40 and he's a sales manager. And we see him doing all his different hobbies, um, decorating his house. He had a few other things there. Um, they showed him bouldering, but they said it was rock climbing, which I thought was interesting because I think <laughs> bouldering, they don't you don't have like the harness and stuff like that. But they said he enjoys rock climbing. But I wonder, does he call it bouldering as well? I, I've been bouldering. I'm not that great at it, but um, a lot of my friends do it. So I've been uh, invited along a few times. Um, so he's from Leicestershire and he's only been making five months. So fair play to him. That's really good. Chiggs is 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 a cool, cool dude. And then 11th, we have Giuseppe, who's 45 and he's a chief engineer. And we see him at home baking with his little sons, Alberto, Ricardo and Giorgio. And he's from Bristol. 
and he loves to bring in Italian flavors and he's making an almond and orange um, Swiss rolls. And finally, we have um, Jerzino, who's 51. He's a head of finance in London. And um, in his intro, we saw his him and his partner walking their greyhound, Maxi. And I'm a greyhound foster, so I was like, oh, greyhound. <laughs> Exciting. Um, so one of my favorite moments from this intro <laughs> was when um, Matt Lucas was talking to... Um, Jürgen and he sang the whole Flintstones theme tune in German which just was hilarious I really enjoyed that I mean sometimes the bizarre humor I I'm just like oh god it's a bit, it's a bit slapstick or it's a bit panto not even panto but that was just gas like the way that they just showed him sing the whole thing and then at the end Wilhelmina <laughs> I just love it. And I did German in school. So anything to do with German songs would always crack me up. So that was really cool. So um, Prue has mentioned that they need a light, soft sponge. Otherwise it won't roll. And um, it's time to roll. And there's some tense music playing. So we know it's going to go down. Um, and they are looking for that perfectly designed swirl. Eight centimetres each side. Now there is going to be some cracking. We see some cracking. They're giving their 15 minute warning and George is saying his is too hot. It's all over the place. And you can see the pressure's really on for him. Lizzie is worried her caramel is going to run out and melt. Um, Tom's cover cracks up. So he starts putting loads of chocolate all over it. Um, Christelle is also covering up her cracks with coconut. But they look quite well. And Amanda's standing soldiers are falling over. There's also a little thing where Noel Fielding was talking about his um, heels on his shoes, and he was saying, "Oh no, if I if I if they show my heels, or if I take off my heels, I'll, I'll uh, you won't see me or something like that. You won't see my head." So at that point, uh, I had to look up how tall is Noel Fielding, and uh, apparently he's five foot nine. So I don't know. I'm not very good at uh, measurements, so I'm not too sure. So now it's time for the judging, I suppose. First up, they judge Maggie. And she was having a little problem with the angels on her Swiss rolls. But um, the judges say she has good flavour. Um, maybe a bit too much cocoa powder. It's a bit too rich. Um, and I think it was, I can't remember, was it Matt or uh, Noel? But they mentioned that her and <laughs> Maggie and um, Prue talking is like hearing chimney sweeps from a Dickens novel or something like that. So it is. It's quite enjoyable hearing them talk there. Their way of speaking English is very is quite is quite interesting. It's quite old style. Next up, we have Josino and um, Prue is quite happy with his. There, she says they're wonderful and worth the calories. Um, but there is something a little wrong, maybe with the folding of them. Um, oh yes, I think Paul mentions it's not really a swirl; it's more of a fold. So he's down a few points on that. Up next is Amanda. Um. And her soldiers are mentioned by the judges to be a little bit drunk, a little bit uneven. And it's a blob, not a swirl that she's produced. So that's unfortunate. Up next, we have Tom. Um, Paul says, not really much of a mini roll. It's not enough something or other um, filling, maybe. Next up, number five, we have Christelle. Um, she, she tries to kind of uh, justify her swirl, saying it's an abstract swirl. When Paul questions her on her swirl not being exactly even. Um, but the judges do say her 
rolls are delicious. There's a good blend of cardamom and coconut. Prue says it's a bit too sweet, but Christelle's actually delighted. She's not too worried about that. Next up, we have George. Um, now, they've mentioned that it doesn't, it's not quite the cake. It's more of a pudding. So it's a bit falling apart. Um, and there's a massive amount of chocolate in it. And uh, there's a little phrase they said, slowly, slowly. I think it's a Greek phrase, but I actually didn't catch. I didn't have the, <laughs> the um, subtitles on, so I'm not too sure what that is. But it sounds like a good little motto to have. Up seventh, we have Rashika, who um, unfortunately she used a spelt, but she overmixed it a bit, so it was a bit too rubbery. Eighth, we have Jurgen, and uh, his trees look like they've been caught in a storm. Nice swirls, um, and actually, interestingly, I'd never seen this before, but he's given the fork by Paul to taste it himself, and Paul asks him to judge himself because he says, "You're from the Black Forest; you should know Black Forest Ghetto." And he thinks there's a good balance between the sour cherry and the chocolate. So it seems like the judges agree. So he does okay. Up ninth, we have Freya. Um, and Prue mentions that she, even she <laughs> loses patience using Equifab because it takes ages to whisk. Um, they say her cake is a little hefty. It's interesting. Um, up tenth, we have Chigs, who um, they're quite happy with his. They say the fresh strawberry are, are delicious, the fresh strawberries. Second last, we have Lizzie who um they comment that she was obviously in a rush and the cream and caramel is running out so she's saying the timing and the paul is saying look she didn't quite get her timings right but lizzie deals with it very well she's very very funny as you can see and she kind of has a little she says temp pressure so i thought that was interesting i wonder will that become a little phrase temp pressure it's kind of like i don't know (laughs) A diagnosis or something like white white coat hypertension or something temp pressure okay and understandable finally we have giuseppe and it seems to me like they may have left the best for last i don't know if they did that intentionally but he's our niece's opinion he's a perfect swirl um they say uh prue says every mouthful is getting better and better um there's orange blossom ricotta and that carries the flavor well so all the judging has done, we go outside the tent, obviously we have the little piece to cameras or confessionals, I suppose you could call them that. It's just a little bit of interview afterwards. So Lizzie, it says hers, or she said, oh, mine were terrible. There was massive seepage. So there's a few front runners from the first judging. I think Giuseppe is looking good, but it's all to play for. When it gets to the technical challenge... Um, I found it was interesting because Prue said if you're under 35, you may not have uh, heard of this. And her advice for the week is don't panic, just read the recipe. I always find the advice for the te- for the technical so general and so basic. So don't panic, just read the recipe. I mean, how how basic can you get? But, you know, it's all good. Um, And it is a malt loaf. And I am under 35 and I always had malt loaf in the 90s now (laughs) I was around for pretty much all of the 90s and we had maltana I don't know if anyone else has that I don't know if it's an Irish thing but yeah I would often I have really strong memories of you know going down to the local news agents or shop or whatever and getting a little maltana loaf and bringing it home and putting butter on it for a little tea time snack but anyway so we had malt loaf I don't know how popular it is anymore it's probably still available but wouldn't be something I'd buy that much and I don't know there's different flavors of them like a malt loaf for me it has to be that dark brown in color and uh, really 
moist, but not too moist for flavor. So it's a, a specific flavor. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I think I'll have to go buy one now. Anyway, so we see how they're going. Um, Amanda says she, it's one of her favorites, but she's never made it before. Maggie says everyone's asking her because, I don't know, she's obviously over uh, she's obviously over 35. So they're all asking her what's a malt loaf. Um, Giuseppe is not familiar with it, even though he says he's well over 35. He's actually only 45. I have all the ages in front of me. But anyway, and then um, the judges, we have that little piece off to the side where they talk about what is needed in a malt loaf. Um, I was kind of shocked at first seeing the candied peel on top. That's not something I would have experienced myself. But um, it looked a bit like grated cheese initially. But anyway, that's the candied peel. The main advice they give is it could be undermixed and you don't want to have little bits of um flour in it um so first of all they have to cut up the prunes and raisins i thought that was a bit strange and you know, prunes funny prunes is something i would never eat or drink i probably should but um i'm sure it's lovely when it's in the malt loaf um i do like the other fruit though that's quite nice so you have to make sure your chunks are quite small and they use something called the malt extract so that was kind of weird it looked like a really really thick treacle and freya says she's never used it before Lizzie is talking about an ostrich with a bag on its head. Uh, it sounds like a dream to Noel. So that was a little funny moment. So just to have the completely ridiculous uh, humour, which, you know, you got to have on Bake Off, especially with Noel feeling a Matt Lucas. Um, and obviously they're warned that overmixing it will create gluten, which leads to a tough, chewy loaf. Um, there's a lot of questions about how long to bake it for. It mustn't be on the instructions there's people saying 40, 45 an hour. Um, Chiggs <laughs> is talking to Matt Lucas and he's talking about his uh, doppelgangers. I think he says Robert De Niro at one point. And then they also are, I kind of looked away at this point, so I wasn't really <laughs> focused on the episode, but they ha I think they have to make butter from cream um, or they literally mix it up, which um, is 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 a lesson plan that a lot of people, if you're a primary school teacher like me, would have probably seen people do, students, teachers do on a teaching practice where they get some sort of, I don't know, tub and put cream in it and get the kids to shake it up and make butter. I've never actually done it with kids before. Maybe I'll try it, but it's like a go-to lesson. It's a little bit of fun for science. So now it's time to come out of the oven and I do love this bit. I don't know if you notice when you're watching the um show when it's when it's like time to get everything ready like the, it's always panic and everyone's rushing around and it's kind of like a fun part you're like okay something's about to happen so when I am normally just watching it without doing these recaps after for the podcast I I, I do enjoy this because I'm like oh things are gonna happen it's a really good bit of the show I don't know if you agree with me um Chig's skewer does not come out clean and he looks bamboozled he, so it's about to go to an ad break and right now I'm feeling, I can't believe one of them is about to go home. I know we're only halfway through, but I'm like, what is going on? Chig's face, by the way, is brilliant. He could be an actor. Seriously, he's very, very expressive um, with his eyes and whole face, really. Okay, so how did we do in the technical? Well, I'll go through them in order and then I'll say who came where. So first of all was Freya's Bake. They say it's delicious and balanced. Second was Rashika. They say it was small, but it has good flavor. Um, third, what well, they judged Giuseppe's. 
Said it had a good topping, but there was lumps and too much fruit. Fourth up, there was George. Nice distribution, nice chew to it and lovely. So well done, George. Fifth, there was Lizzie. It was good tension and good texture. Sixth was Christelle. They say it was short and over baked. Seventh was Tom. It didn't do too bad. They said it's nearly there. Eighth was Maggie. Nice tension and they just described it as excellent. Ninth was um, Jerzino and he said, Paul said it was a bit bready. So he knows his bread, Paul. So he obviously knows what he's talking about. Tenth was Chigs. They said it was doughy and it had a light colour and they even said the R word, raw. Second last was Jürgen. Pale but decent. Um, could have been longer in the oven. And finally was Amanda and it had flower pockets, which is what they warned about. So unfortunately, Amanda actually came last because of that. Jigs came 11th, Giuseppe 10th, Josino 9th, Christelle 8th, Roshika 7th. And Jürgen 6th. And then the top five was Tom was came in 5th, Lizzie came 4th, George came 3rd and Freya came 2nd. And Paul said the only reason she didn't come first was because there was one better <laughs> and that was Maggie and Maggie gets amazing high praise from Prue where Prue says you can make the perfect malt loaf and when um, Maggie is getting interviewed afterwards she's very emotional she's very pleased she says and she just comes across very humble so it was really nice to see so um they have their little chats about who's in danger they say Amanda is in danger probably Tom and George are down there as well possibly and when they talk about who is a possible contender for Star Baker Maggie's name comes up um so now it's time for the showstopper and it's all about defying gravity so I I kind of wish they made a little wicked the musical reference there but anyway um and it's I think the theme has to be a good memory of your life I think these themes are so funny where they kind of make it connect to your life but I suppose it makes sense um it makes it more personal as well so they're looking for a top heavy cake, which looks like it's falling or cascading. So pretty simple, huh? So um, Prue warns it should be, you know, the style versus substance debate is always going to be ongoing in Bake Off. But um, that's that's something they have to keep in mind. So we go through the the different um, bakes that are going to happen for this showstopper and we get to see them all drawn up. So Chigs is called Where It All Began and it's a jug of chocolate going into a bowl. Um, Giuseppe is making a Jack and the Beanstalk inspired beanstalk going up to the cloud. And um, we have an interesting story again talking back about the way these people have to go away. He hasn't told his kids, obviously, that he is um, going to Bake Off. And he said that his child has seen him practicing for Bake Off and said, wow, that's so good. That would be great for the Bake Off. And he said he's not going to tell them till he's on TV. So I just think that's fantastic. Imagine as a child and Noel rightly says, I'd love to be there when you tell them. I just think it's fantastic. It's really, really good. Um, so third up, we have Jürgen and he's making um, a light lamp and a book. And the book is called Thomas Moore's Utopia, which Matt Lucas says, light reading. I don't know anything about Thomas Moore's Utopia, but it looks cool. And he's using spanners, nuts and bolts, which have been through the dishwasher, he assures us. And it's it's pretty cool seeing him like whip them around and spin them around to try and get them all tightened in. And you'll see it does pay off. 
Fourth, we have George, who's making the Greek table um, with coffee and a backgammon board, which is kind of cool. It made me think, I've never played backgammon before. I wonder if it must be good if it's so popular in Greece. Um, fifth, we have Maggie, who's making an ice cream cornet, and her and Matt Lucas are having a chat about mint chocolate chip ice cream, which I thought was really funny. And she said, uh, why would you want to eat toothpaste in your ice cream? Never thought about that in my life, but I just think mint chocolate chip, I think it's funny because it's just like, if anyone asks what, you know, ice cream flavor you want, they probably say mint chocolate chip. Anyway, um, yeah, and they make another hilarious Prue comparison where they actually put Prue's glasses on Maggie, which is pretty funny. Um, six, we have Christelle, who's making a flower arrangement um, in honor of her auntie. And we see a little nice picture of her and her auntie and uh, a family member and she kind of looks like she's making her communion or something she has a little communion dress on a little veil and hers has a lot of puffed rice and it looks looks really nice in the picture so high hopes for that one number seven we have freya who's making flower potty and it took me ages to figure out why she, why it was called flower potty obviously potty meaning crazy crazy about flowers like took me ages i was like potty what's potty and that's a short chocolate chocolate cake um eighth we have amanda who is making a kind of wave with a rock and dolphins coming out of it which is lemon and elderflower flavor inspired by a trip to florida ninth up there was Josino who is making kick the can which i thought was kind of a cool idea i would love to explore more about the kick the can is it's kind of like childhood game or something um it has chili lime guava and he's going to be rolling it up and you can see him struggling with the rolling and having to put it in the fridge and it is a bit of a disaster but I suppose it wouldn't be bake off if there wasn't um little things like that um then we see Roshika's apple cake which is a caramel and spice flavor and we can see her putting the very light green icing on it and you can you know she's saying she's quite stressed and uh, she's talking about how you have to be quite delicate at making this particular cake I mean it's a lovely engineered structure that she's making and yeah she's talking about her her dad giving her advice saying that just breathe in and out and she's like yeah my dad is quite wisdomous so I love things like that little portmanteaus little funny words that come out second last we meet Lizzie who's making a tinned peaches and cream cake which looks nice and finally Tom is making a a concert hall <laughs> with a cannon for the 1812 overture very clever all about classical music um but very late in the day they're saying to him you know does it qualify? Paul and Prue are a little bit sceptical and he says, I'll see what I can do. So I thought that I saw fair play to you, Tom, you know, you're doing your thing. And, you know, it would have had to be cleared by someone in Bake Off HQ that it, it qualified. But obviously they are disappointed. It doesn't actually quite qualify in the end, you'll see. So Jerzino has admitted defeat. He says he won't get his decorated in time. And uh, we see a clip of Paul staring down everyone and you know, he is quite intense with the blue eyes. Um, and Roshika's apple looks like it's going to fall, but it doesn't. She, she hangs it up there and looks really, really cool. So I think it's time for the judging, the final judging of the day. Chigs um, is helped by Matt Lucas to bring his up first. And they do a little Timmy to you, a little Chuckle Brothers reference, which I guess, again, probably the younger generation who weren't around in the 90s probably didn't know about which you know it's classic of tv um so his comes up and it breaks instantly unfortunately the cup falls on the floor um but they taste the cake and it's a chocolate fudge with buttercream say it's delicious and moist so 
Fortunately, his engineering wasn't there, but it did look very cool. Second up, we've George. Um, his is it neat enough? They ask. It's got a bit of good flavors, but hasn't quite got the finesse. It's the Greek table, so it's just missing a bit that that detail. Next up, we have Maggie, who made um the ice cream, and I have to agree with the judges. It, they said it looked more like a plant pot. Even when I seen the design of it, I said it doesn't. To me, it's not an ice cream. I think she she could have tried to just go for a proper corn, like, a, sorry, cornice, what do you call it? A cone going up and the ice cream. That would have probably been more defined gravity if she could achieve that. I don't know if that's possible. But they said the Victoria's sandwich is brilliant, but it's not much flavor. So not too bad, but, you know, we move on. Jerzino is mortified because I can't remember why he is. Maybe because he didn't get it decorated in time, unfortunately. Yes. <laughs> um, but they say the sponge and the guava flavour is brilliant. Everything's good. It's just, unfortunately, not decorated right. Um, fifth up, we have Amanda. Um, where the two judges are actually disagreeing here. Um, Prue is feeling good about it. She says it's she likes it. It's anti-gravity. Paul is not too sure. He's a bit in disagreement because he thinks it's the rice crispy part that's just the anti-gravity part. And um, they say it's a bit overbaked and the elderflower flavour is way too much used. Elderflower liqueur. It's interesting to note. Okay, we're halfway through the judging and we have Lizzie. And her peach pie uh, definitely does defy gravity. And um, Prue says she could eat a bowl of that. But unfortunately, Paul does say it's very simplistic. Next up, we have Freya, who's got flower potty, as I said. They say the cherry is lovely in it. It's very boozy. Um, Paul likes the kick you get from the alcohol. And there's beautiful textures. Now, next up, we have Christelle, whose flower thing is it's beautiful. It's really neat. They're liking the cinnamon flavour, the roasted pecans. And um, you can see Paul has got all the flavours. And that's what it's all about. Once you say you have a flavour in there, you hope it's in there. And that's how you win Bake Off. They say it's lovely the way it's balanced with the vanilla. Next up, we have Roshika. Um, Prue mentions there's great excitement in it. Um, they're questioning, is there enough detail, though? And I thought it was interesting the way they kind of had to put the plate under and cut it. I was like, how are they going to cut this thing? They put the plate under and defy gravity that way. But they do say Roshika's flavours are lovely. And then up 10th, we have Tony. And... It's a lemon and almond flavor. They say the almond is coming true. Oh, sorry, not Tony, Tom. Don't know why I said Tom, Tony. Um, they're a bit disappointed of, of the structure. It's not defying gravity. It's it's well done, but yeah, it's not exactly there. And second last, we have Giuseppe. And they say his is just fabulous, beautiful. It's definitely defying gravity. That cloud is even off center. She um, Prue mentions that it looks like it's going to fall. Um, and the flavour, she said it was a little dry, but the raspberry was good. They would have liked, it was a two layers kind of cake. I think they would have liked it if it was three layers more filling. That's what I got from it anyway. And finally, we have Jürgen. And they said his is extremely elegant, clean, simple, well-engineered. It has the orange sponge, honey and buttercream with the hint of rose. And again, I actually don't even know if I've tasted something with it, with rose in it. But it seems to be extremely popular every year in Bake Off. And they said he got the hint just right. And they like the texture of the nuts. And Paul branded him the Flavor King, which is a lovely, lovely name to be called. Um, we didn't have any Hollywood handshakes. I don't know, is that gone? 
because of COVID, definitely not because they're all hugging each other at the end of the episode, which is really lovely to see. I mean, it's good that people are back hugging each other. Well, I know they're all probably tested loads at the moment, but um, yeah, no, no Hollywood handshakes. Didn't want to start off too early, I suppose. So now it's time for the final decision and Noel Fielding has the job of the star baker, of course, and it is Jürgen. And I actually cheered for joy when I heard that. I thought that was brilliant. He was, for me, before I even heard that he was star baker, he was pretty much the star of the show from the start. And um, he kind of gives me this the little vibe of maybe uh, someone like um, Raul back in the day, like someone who's a little bit quirky, um, not afraid to be, you know, to, to you know uh, self-deprecating a little bit so we'll see how, how Jürgen gets on and unfortunately Matt Lucas says he's so sad to get rid of one of the gang and they are feeling like the gang already and I, I did feel that as well I was like oh god I can't believe one of them has to go unfortunately it's Tom and he says he's very proud of himself but he is he is very hard on himself and it's just, it is sad to see them go but well done to Tom and Jürgen um very funny clip at the end where Jürgen's phone is ringing out and nobody's at home. He says no one answers, just leaves it there. So that was quite funny. I like that little bit of humour. And next week is Biscuit Week. And for their showstopper, they have to make interactive toys, which I never haven't seen anything like that in a while. So that's very interesting. Um, so yeah, hope you enjoyed um, tonight's episode and this quick little recap. I'll be back next week with the next recap and talk to you soon. <music>